Hello, I am Jennifer Lynn Purcell, aka Evertunia Butterfly, bringing to you a living with an invisible learning challenge where we will discuss the challenges and triumphs of those with NLD. I don't know if you're a new listener or not, but I would like to share with you where I get most of my articles for this podcast. I've recently learned about a nonprofit that I would really like to help. It's the NVLD Project. In addition to doing research on NVLD and working to get it back on the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, that is the DSM, they provide support groups for those with NVLD. You can find the NVLD Project at www.nvld.org. All proceeds from this podcast and the ads will go towards the NVLD Project. I will include the link for this in the description of the podcast. Please go to livingwithnld.com to learn more about my podcast. Also, I would like to announce that I now have created a YouTube channel for this podcast. I will post the link for this in the description for you. I would like to announce that we are going to have the seventh small Zoom meeting on June 19th from 10 a.m. Pacific time zone to 11.30 a.m. Pacific time zone. And if you want the Zoom link, please email me at livingwithinld at gmail.com or please join the small Zoom Facebook group that is connected with the uh, Living with NLD Facebook page. And I do put that link in each of the episodes for this podcast. So today we are going to talk about discernment of emotions and trying to identify them with NVLD and what happens when you bottle them up for a while. So the this is a continuation from the week that I was talking about the identifying facial expressions in the pictures that I use in the social media that I do for work. And the article that we are going to be using from the NVLD project is titled Expressing Your Feeling Your Needs and Feelings by Eileen. And she always thinks the world of her speech therapist. And here is a quote from her article. I struggled expressing my feelings even in a small setting. For example, in speech therapy, I often had major self-esteem issues. By being there, everyone would know I had a disability, and what would they think? I just kept everything to myself, and eventually things became worse. I had major frustrations and became somewhat disrespectful. It was certainly foolish of me to hide my feelings as my speech therapist, who was super caring and supportive person, would have helped me work through this if I just brought it up. After all, we were there to work on communication skills, end quote. This article reminds me of my mom because I know I can always rely on her to be able to help me identify why I'm crying or feeling a certain way when I don't know why. I have a hard time identifying emotions, not only because of NLD, but because I used to not allow myself to express them when I was being sexually abused by my cousin. Please go to episode 20 for more details if you 
would like more details. I did this because I didn't want anyone to know what was going on or once I knew that it was wrong, that something bad was happening to me, little did I know that my silence spoke for itself. There were times, <clears throat> excuse me, that my mom asked herself when looking at my face, is there something going on with Jennifer? Is she okay? She was right. I just didn't know how to tell her until I was 12 years old. I have a hard time matching emojis with emotions because I don't know what all of them communicate or mean. I also don't know what all facial expressions look like. I remember one of my tests for my diagnosis was having me listen to a recording of a conversation and then point to the picture of the facial expression that I thought the main person had in the audio of the conversation. This was really hard for me to do because I had only the audio to rely on. I didn't have any body language to look at. Also, the pictures of the facial expressions weren't labeled happy, sad, angry, mad, surprised, scared, concerned, or embarrassed. They were blank, so I had to guess what they were communicating. Basically, I had to guess the emotion they were communicating. That didn't make it easy, any easier either. I remember having to ask the test instructor to replay the audio more than once sometimes because I wasn't sure what picture to point at and often saying when I pointed at one that I wasn't sure it was right. I've asked my brother to help me with knowing what the emojis mean or sometimes I Google them because I don't want to embarrass myself by asking my friend, what does that mean? Maybe I'm paranoid about that because I know I have asked my friends that before about me having an LD and they're okay with telling me. Sorry, that didn't seem very clear. What I was trying to say was that I've asked my friends who know I have NLD before with helping me, and they've been okay with helping me. In fact, I was doing that earlier this week with one of my friends, and she said, yeah, you can ask me anytime about emojis, and that made me feel happy. But I feel like I, if I asked someone who didn't know about my NLD, maybe it would seem weird, like, oh man, she's dumb, she doesn't know what that emoji means, OMG. At least that's what is going through my head right now. Another article from the NBLD project that I can relate to is titled Adulting with NBLD by Mercedes, who has a favorite word, quote, Idiosyncratic is my favorite word I use to describe myself. My husband says I'm a cat. I have very little interest except for the things that I obsess with, like cats, spiders, English, history, 
the chemistry of decomposition, sociology, Japanese horror films, some anime, French romantic films, biology, ecology, and random facts I like too much about what I love. I have very sensitive hearing and get startled easily. I refuse to wear clothing that isn't a natural fabric because it feels like sandpaper against my skin. I don't like to be touched on certain parts of my body because it really hurts. I get anxious very easily and still deal with depression to this day and still wrestle with the concept of what is normal. I can be silly, childlike at times. I still like to watch cartoons and sleep with a bunch of stuffed animals that are cats. Even my blankets have to feel a certain way against my skin. I hate wearing socks. I am married to a great guy. And one of the things that I hear most often from ignorant people is, in quotes, do you understand what sex is? Question mark, close quotes, and open quote. Are you capable of having it? Close quote. When trying to explain my disability. People think I'm an idiot. Saviant. Like Rain Man. I also hear. Open quote. You're not nonverbal. You can speak. Close quote. Or. Open quote. It doesn't look like you have a disability. You're able to function so well. Close quote. This is why teaching your child. Self-advocacy is so important to their development and well-being because people are idiots and I personally refuse to let their stereotypes go uncorrected. I am an odd person, yes. I came to that conclusion years ago, but I am not a bad person and I am worthy of respect and love just like anyone else. I deserve to be treated as an equal, not less of a person. I am an artist, wife, lover, friend, and mother to a five-year-old calico cat named Betsy. This is who I am. It's not perfect, nor would I want it to be. You learned from your mistakes, and you adapt to the world around you. It's stressful, and it's not always nice, but this is my world, and as an adult living with NLD, end quote. And another quote from the same article. At this point in my life, I was living at home, going to school part-time, and grieving the loss of a boyfriend. After I graduated, I dove into the world of online dating and again felt like I was in a foreign country with no clear road or any understanding of the culture and language. I learned one thing. I was still very innocent and was too trusting and very naive. Dating was tricky because I have a hard time reading people's facial expressions and understanding their tone of voice. It was also very, a very anxious experience. The idea of going into a situation where I had no idea what was going to happen and whether or not I would be able to control my environment was nerve-wracking. I learned many harsh lessons through trial and error, and I learned a very, very hard truth. People lie. What people say on their profile is sometimes the complete opposite of who they are in real life, and as a result, 
I had many dates that ended up with me disgracing myself in a lot of one-night stands. But in my head, in a very twisted way, I felt like that was the only way people would love me at this point in my life. I had a bachelor's degree in fine arts with nothing to show. I was working a horrible retail job, and I had fallen into deep depression, which led me into a dark place with a week-long stay in a mental hospital." End quote. So I can relate to Mercedes because I've had trouble with online dating also because of an LD. It's hard for me to read facial expressions with just reading a message from the guy. And also, if I meet him in person, it can be tricky. Because then I have to be able to tell when he's teasing me or trying to play it cool and be a nice guy. It's also hard for me to, sorry, it's also hard because knowing, sorry, let me restart that. It's also hard for me because when, it's hard for me to know when to trust him because with private information because of me having NLD and being sexually abused by my cousin. Once again, go to episode 20 for more details. Sorry, I, my, I have a bad migraine today, so that's why I'm messing up the script. Both of these make me who I am today and can often control my emotions. That's why I need support with and around them, meaning the abuse and NLD. Um, but I need to know that the guy won't tell anyone about them without asking for my consent first, as my ex did. This made it impossible for us to have deep and meaningful conversations where I would be free to express my emotions because I didn't know what he was going to say to his family and friends and what he wouldn't say to them. Yes, I'm not anonymous on this podcast. After all, I want to be vulnerable with you all. And be able to have you relate more to what I've learned from NBLD, especially if you've learned the same things. So let me close with these thoughts that if one tries to comprehend their emotions by expressing freely, because bottling them up doesn't help, it only makes them worse. You need to be able to express them so that when you can control them, you can turn them off. Otherwise, you might turn out to be like me, a waterfall when you cry or not knowing why you're crying until you talk to your mom. But in reality, that's okay, too, because sometimes you need you just need to cry and let it all out. Which, I've done that a lot, actually. I've had to cry about a lot of things, like trying to learn how to curl my hair properly or trying to not be clumsy and um, trying to not be discouraged of, how, of all the challenges that I have because of NVLD 
and realizing that there will be a day when I don't have so many challenges, but there probably won't be a day where I don't have any challenges, period. And sometimes that's hard because you... Sometimes it's nice to just have a day where you don't run into anything. And sometimes that happens where there aren't that many challenges with for me. But sometimes that's not true. And I don't know if there are any of you out there who have NBLD, but it's, it's nice to be recognized by people who have it. Or, or who don't have it actually and ask you, you know, what it is. And actually, I meant to say this earlier, but I was in Idlewild and Temecula today. And when we were in Idlewild, we were in one of the shops and I was wearing my NVLD Project t-shirt and somebody asked me what it was, what the NVLD Project was. So I told her it was a nonprofit for people who have NVLD and I told her what NVLD stood for and I didn't have that much time to describe what NVLD was but I told her it was a learning disability and I told her that I had it because uh, she asked if I worked there I said no I didn't but that I had it and she was appreciative that there was an organization out there that could help people like me and I agreed with her that that was um a nice thing to have. Um, and then VLD project is a very, uh, good nonprofit. Um, should check it out if you don't know what it is. <laughs> um, but back to emotions. Um, it is very healthy to express them and very healthy to try to identify what you're feeling and to be able to, talk to other people about them and not to keep them bottled up inside because if you do, they can get worse and can get overpowered. And sometimes that's more overpowered than they need to be. And sometimes that doesn't help the situation. Sometimes that only harms it. Um, so, whether it's trying to read facial expressions, comprehend emojis, express your emotion freely, I and others who have NLD still have these difficulties today. So please feel free to share with me about times when you had or have had difficulty with expressing your emotions, comprehending emojis, or being able to read facial expressions. You can email, you can answer this question by emailing me at livingwithnld at gmail.com or leaving a review on Apple Podcast. Also, you can comment on this episode on the website, livingwithnld.com, since it's set up as a blog. And I will, as always, leave the links for the articles in the podcast description. And I will also leave my email in the podcast description as usual. Talk to you next Friday. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Bye. As I wrap up, there are some things I would like to share with you. I do have a website for this podcast. It is called livingwithnld.com. 
I also have a Facebook and Instagram page for this podcast. It is called Living with NLD. I will include the links for those in the description. In conclusion, I would like to hear from my audience. If you know individuals with NLD that I could interview for this podcast, please email me at livingwithnld at gmail.com. What are you interested in learning about NLD? I know I'm not an expert, but I do know I have the living experience of having it. I would like you to practice journaling about your gifts and differences. Also see if there is a way that you can make that difference become easier for you to do than originally it was. Thank you for listening today, and please go to my YouTube channel and subscribe to it. Thank you. Bye.